Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. The arcade was my church. I thought I was grass dance. Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back to Game Def Breakdown. Especially welcome if this is your first time tuning in. Welcome, glad to have you. This is going to be a place for game development talk, game industry news, video game stuff. I'm a game developer. I'm a game industry writer. That's what this is all about. Except for tonight, where tonight we're going to talk, <laughs> we're going to take a, a brief break from the interviews and the fun stuff we normally do. I am going to talk about having my Facebook account hacked, which is what happened to me over the last week now. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go into the story. I'm going to share. Some details, probably not the details you're looking for if you're a security person. Couple of disclaimers for this whole thing. It's probably going to be an explicit show. <laughs> with with apologies to sponsors and, uh, you know, the, the gentler listener, this may not be the show for you just because this has been a frustrating week. The other disclaimer, if you are a security type person and you're here trying to find out what my exact setup was before my account got hacked... You could probably tune out now. Not, I promise you I'm not going to go into it because I tried to entertain some of this stuff at the beginning. You could probably see a couple of comments from me around a few message boards and stuff. I got dogpiled the entire time. This had nothing to do with me. I did everything a person is supposed to do in this circumstance. I'm not saying I've never been involved in a data breach or that there was no way, you know, anything of mine could have been exploited. But somebody on Hacker News said it exactly right. Whatever happened, that was not my point for writing this. So, okay, people perked up because I, I wrote about, you know, hey, my, my 2FA got beat, my two-factor authentication got beat, my Facebook account got exploited. My point is, and I, I absolutely did have two-factor authentication set up, I'm not going to say which kind, because no matter what I say, someone is going to tell me I'm a stupid asshole. <laughs> And that's fine. But what's the point in, in continuing to dive into the details? These people made it too difficult. I'm done talking about it. I will tell the overall story. So if you're interested in that, the point of this episode tonight is to talk about what happened to me as a uh, game industry writer, as a game developer, a person who makes content online and has to be in certain places doing certain things. Not a lot of people were able to get that. What are you doing on Facebook in the first place? What are you doing with a VR headset in the first place that's made by Facebook? The point is, for those who are there, for those people who are doing it and haven't decided they're completely against this stuff, you know, I was doing it for work and it went poorly. I'm here to tell the story. And if you run a studio, if you make content, if you have payment information on Facebook at all, this story is for you. You are the people who need to hear this, not the people who are like decided on the Facebook issue in the first place. That's fine. I'm not here to be the ethics police. I'm not here to uh, argue with that at all. I'm here to tell you what happened to me and what could happen to you and what you might do if that is to take place. Okay, disclaimers out of the way. I promise there'll be some takeaways. And honestly, it's not... <laughs> We're not going to unearth anything super groundbreaking here because I was doing everything that I should do. Let's t let's talk about what happened. The night of August 18th, I have to take you back that far. 
before I went to bed, I received a friend request from what looked like a random teenager is the best I could describe this person. Uh, I had no idea who it was, so I ignored it. <laughs> I, I thought about asking my wife, but I was 90% sure she would tell me she had no idea who it was. So I, I probably looked at the profile for a second to figure out, like, is this a family friend? Is this someone we know? And then I just ignored it. Didn't think anything else of it. Went to bed. While I'm sleeping, as the night of the 18th turns into the morning of the 19th, I received two emails in the early hours. Uh, I, I, my phone is on do not disturb overnight, so I don't hear anything while this stuff is going on, which I guess may have been a mistake. But uh, the first email was Facebook saying that my Facebook account was disabled because my account or activity on it did not follow their community standards. I had 30 days to request a review or my account would be disabled permanently. That was the first email. Didn't see it, of course, again, because I was unconscious, face down into a pillow. The second email comes through from Oculus saying my Facebook account was suspended and I had 30 days to request a review or my Oculus account will be permanently disabled and I'll lose access to my games that I've purchased and all my store credit. Those are the two emails that came through. Uh, before I woke up to see those, after the emails came through, I got a text from my wife and she texts me, hey, you okay? <laughs> And uh, I, of course, didn't answer because I was asleep. And and those were the three things that I woke up to. I got up like a little before six and I saw those three things and I went, oh, shit, because I knew there was going to be some trouble. Boy, I had no idea. So I told her, hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you saw, but I got these emails that said my Facebook account is uh, is disabled. So I got to I got to work on that now. <laughs> and she goes, that's kind of what I was checking about. So she, from her perspective, she saw this notification that I had changed my profile picture. And so she clicked on this to see like what between like her seeing that notification and her getting to my profile picture, my my whole account had been shut down. And so she thought that I had decided to quit Facebook. And so she she said like I was excited because she's frustrated by Facebook just like everyone is these days. So much weird public discussion and it's just a it's a weird time to have access to people's most personal thoughts you know so she was like you know i was kind of done with it too so uh she had she had done that thing you may or may not know there's a link you can click on facebook to request that they basically pack up all of your uh your posts your pictures your activity so if you ever had the thought if you were on facebook and you had the thought i wish i could just take all my stuff and like download it all easily somehow and just leave. That's exactly what she did. She had them pack up all your stuff, all her stuff. And uh, she downloaded that and she was ready to deactivate the account because she thought that's what I did. So I said, yeah, no, I was sound asleep the whole night. This was not me at all. And now I have to figure out how to undo this because I guess, I guess somebody tried to hijack my account. I wasn't even sure they got in. I thought like this they sent me a message about community standards, but, you know, it seemed like maybe it could have just been like a bad login. And they locked me out. You know, we knew you weren't logging in from your normal place, so we froze your account. Well, so and and I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? Since we're since we both kind of feel this way, maybe I will just try to reclaim the account, get back in, download my stuff. And yeah, let's call it quits. It's not bringing us any happiness. 
it doesn't I have my business page for Code Right Play. I have a studio page, which is something we're going to talk about. And I've tried to run ads and promote stuff throughout the years, and the results haven't been that great. Facebook has not been a big game changer for me, selling the book, promoting the podcast, my freelance articles, when I published my first indie game. Facebook didn't really turn into much conversion for any of that stuff, despite trying ads and stuff several times. So I said, yeah, let me get back in. I'll download my stuff. It'll be done. To do that, I had to dispute this lockout. So... So uh, their process for that is you have to go and like try to log in. It gives you the option to, uh, they call it like disagree or something. You're basically trying to file an appeal with not a legal appeal, but like a Facebook appeal and say like, no, please don't lock me out. Well, fine. If that's their rule, that's what I'll do. You have to upload a picture of a government issued ID just to do that in that situation. So I'm like, I'm frustrated because I'm feeling like, it seems like my account was accessed somehow. I've got 2FA on. I didn't get any noti notifications about anything. But I'm, I'm frustrated now because, for all I know, people saw something weird on my account. Now I'm uploading my photo ID saying, this is me, Todd Mitchell, and let me real quick just tie myself to whatever happened on my profile last night. So I was hoping there would be a place for me to like type into a field and say, Here's what happened. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I was unconscious, head under a pillow in my bed, and you'll have to tell me what happened because I have no idea I wasn't anywhere near a keyboard. Well, that's apparently not the Facebook process. If you try to disagree with their lockout, you upload a picture of your ID. I clicked on next or upload or whatever it was to submit that, expecting that I would get to explain. And instead, they were like, thanks for your ID. We'll let you know. And I was like, how could I possibly win an appeal if I wasn't able to say anything? But I thought, they know what they're doing. They're Facebook. They deal with this all day long. I'll wait. Somebody will get in touch with me and we'll get to the bottom of this. I went like, well, I'll, I'll try and log in again, see what happens. So I did. I got it on my phone, threw my login information in there, and a new error message pops up that says, you, you've been locked out because something on your account didn't agree with our community standards. We have already reviewed this appeal and we have decided that this decision cannot be reversed. You're permanently locked out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, are you kidding me? There, there was no way for me to say anything. And they like 18 minutes later, it had to be automatic. They went, they had reviewed the situation and the decision can't be reversed. So I'm blown away. 12 year old Facebook account gone. But the next thing I thought about was in my kitchen in a big drawer that we have by the corner, I have my Oculus Quest 1 headset. And I went, what happens now? Because I mean, I'm logging in with Facebook on that thing. So I went in. Tried to log in, and of course, I could not. As far as Facebook was concerned, it was over. My Oculus Quest absolutely was bricked, and I had nothing to do about it. So, at this point, we're getting, like, well into the morning. Our son woke up not too long after. And I wrote a short thread on Twitter. It was still pretty early. I said, I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm not totally sure, but I, I think I was hacked last night, even though I had two-factor authentication on. My appeal was denied, and now I can't use my Oculus Quest anymore. 
And I, I tried to drop in some humor, and I'll tell you why. If you don't know, in April, I published, I self-published a book called Inside Video Game Creation. It's on Amazon now, blah, blah, blah. It's basically a Q&A set of interviews with mostly with people who have been on this podcast before. These were like cleaned up interviews with, uh, you know, just questions and answers about people's careers, the games they worked on, how they, you know, may have changed the industry and impacted that stuff, what they saw in the future. VR came up several times in the book. The book's not about VR, but we ended up covering VR a decent amount in several of the interviews. So I, try, <laughs> I, um, I'm big on self-deprecation because it's just a, a coping mechanism for me. It's why I didn't appreciate when people, when I tried to make just funny jokes at my own expense and people like jumped on like, yeah, you're an idiot. Okay, well, fuck you. But so at the end of this thread, I said, here's an extremely unfortunate take from uh, Inside Video Game Creation written by, well, me. <laughs> and it was a snippet from my my talk with Ryan Engel, who made the uh, Top Golf with pro putt game on the Oculus quest. And, and he, we were talking about like, it had just come out that Facebook announced, okay, on the quest two, you have to have a Facebook account. You can't use your o Oculus quest account anymore. And so there was a, that was controversial, of course. And we talked about it, but we were trying to stay even handed during that discussion and, and, you know, look at both sides objectively. If we could, that's something I liked about Ryan. I felt like he was good at that. So in response to one of those questions, and this was an ex a great example of why interviewers should just shut up. I'm, I'm an interviewer in that situation, and there's no reason for me to really interject anything of my own into that. But for whatever reason, I said something like, I'm not super put off by Facebook's decision here because I get that they have Oculus. They have many, many, many users, and they have to either, you know, have Oculus developers use Facebook. Facebook accounts or, you know, vice versa, ask their Facebook users to make Oculus accounts or they have to support two systems. And I get it. OK, well, of course, that made me look like an idiot, <laughs> which is fine with me. Business wise, still, it makes sense, of course. But it's just I had gotten completely screwed by it. So I, I left that in uh, just to further take myself down a peg in this already frustrating situation. So. That was kind of how I, I finished off the thread. And I, of course, put John Locke from Lost in a GIF at the end saying I was wrong. Okay, great. So some people appreciated that, some not so much. Let's talk about our sponsor, App Figures. App Figures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now, App Figures can help you track competitors from downloads and dollar amounts to audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives you great context. If a competitor adds a new feature or gets mentioned in the news, App Figures can tell you if that brought in more downloads. If you have an idea for a new app or a game, App Figures can tell you how big the market is and how much money it can make you. That is just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, App Figures has the tools you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. You don't need a huge budget or a data science degree. App Figures has made it affordable and simple. 
They provide the tools and they can guide you step-by-step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. Head to appfigures.com slash on slash gamedevbreakdown to try AppFigures for free. If you like it, use our special code GDB3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. Uh, This was all for the benefit of my friends. I want to point out here that I did not tag anyone. I didn't tag Oculus or Facebook. I didn't hashtag VR, hashtag security, none of that. I didn't do any of that for several days when this started. It was just for my buddies, my, you know, couple of thousand friends on on Twitter because I've been there for 10 years also. So we've got a group. And it was so they could laugh and, you know, start their day <laughs> uh, being glad they weren't me, right? So instead, this spread like wildfire immediately. Everyone was super passionate about this from the word go. And these responses broke down into three groups. My original Twitter crew, like the people who this was intended for, they responded exactly the way I expected. They're like, oh man, this sucks. We're sorry to hear that. Thanks for letting us know about this. This is definitely something to watch out for. But these two other groups (laughs) showed up. And the first one was a bunch of people who like wanted to take a dump on me for trusting Facebook or supporting Oculus. And there were like a bunch of different versions of this, but they were like super mad at me because I lived and breathed and wasn't part of their movement to like, you know, boycott Facebook or whatever. And like, I don't, I don't disrespect that, but you can speak to me with some common fucking courtesy if you want to join into this conversation. And I'm not strictly laying that on that group because the other group came in feeling like super entitled to all these details. Like you said 2FA, tell me exactly what kind of 2FA it was because I'm very skeptical of this. This this story is full of holes for me. I don't give a shit what this story sounds like to you. I don't even know you. So you want to accuse me of being stupid, letting myself get hacked and on and on and on. Okay, At least I had taken the steps I was supposed to take. I don't care how that seems to you. So like, like I said, we could have had a security minded discussion. We could have discussed this on a technical level, but those people were such assholes from the, from the get go. Like, how are we supposed to discuss that when I'm busy telling you to fuck off and blocking you and all this stuff? I'm sorry. There's a way to talk to people. It doesn't bother me that somebody was like negative towards me. I work on the internet. It's hard to hurt my feelings in that way. But the the sense of entitlement, like, you need to explain to me right now. You need to fuck off. I'm sorry. I don't respond well to that. <laughs> Maybe that's a personality flaw. But uh, both of these groups met in the middle to agree, like, hey, this guy sucks. And that's fine. But so the further this spread, the weirder it got. And again, fine with people having opinions. But people started saying a lot of stuff that was incorrect. So like they were like quote tweeting me and saying stuff like just because this guy said something against Facebook's community standards, he got banned and now he can't play his Oculus Quest anymore, which is not at all what happened. Uh, I was asleep while this took place. And so it kind of crossed into a problem that I was worried about already, which was my friends and family might think I said something weird about COVID or, uh, you know, had joined some sort of like weird Trump movement in the night or something like it looks weird when somebody gets suddenly kicked off of Facebook. So I feel like there's a little bit of a reputation issue there and it was only getting worse on Twitter as this thing spread out of control. So people started accusing me of like, he probably uploaded something illegal 
okay, oh my god, like, we need to take a breath at this point. So, and I mean, it's hard to address this because I know I didn't do anything, but I also didn't know exactly what did happen (laughs) or how it happened or why it happened. And while I'm trying to make the best of this, like I, I was going through my normal daily routine with my kid, like I was taking him out to do stuff and we're running around. Uh, I'm trying to make sure my wife gets some sleep because now it's daylight and she's worked all night and she's she's upset about this, too, because she knows I'm like bothered by it. So we're trying to keep the normal routine going. I'm out with my son somewhere. I took him to like the park because I had promised him a trip out. And so I, I went, OK, I'm not giving anyone the power to like ruin my son's day over this. If it's at all possible, I'm not going to inflict this on him. So I took him out. We we're playing. We're doing our thing. And I get a text from my wife that says, hey, did you buy anything on Facebook? <laughs> because we have alerts set up that we we know any time that our, our card gets charged for something, if we're not present or the card's not present, right? So if like an Amazon purchase would send a text to to one of our phones, to her phone, uh, I'll, I'll give her credit for that burden because it's a pain in the ass, I know. And she deals with it and I do not, but... So she let me know that like Facebook hit our credit card, but it was only for like 25 bucks. Could that be anything legit? And so, you know, I had a payment account with Facebook because as I previously mentioned, I'm a game developer, I'm a tech writer, I'm a, you know, content creator, on and on. So I've always run a studio page. I've always run a website page. And I, again, as I said before, I would like experiment with ads and stuff and try, just try to build the audience and uh, convert to units sold. And so when this charge came up, like I figured, okay, they're shutting down my business page because I'm banned. They're probably shutting down my ad account right now. They're billing me for whatever balance is left outstanding. I did not spend a lot on ads ever because I didn't feel like they worked very well. I didn't have good results. I don't feel like my audience is very active on Facebook. So it's just, I, you know, it's, I was trying to pull in an audience that really wasn't there And they certainly weren't invested if they were there. But so I thought, okay, $25. Okay, we looked it up and Facebook apparently does often bill in like $25 thresholds. If you exceed that amount and you don't have a higher threshold, it's common to see the Facebook ad system charge for $25. So I went, okay. But I also thought like, when exactly would I have run just the right amount of ads to hit $25 and have it end right now. So that didn't sound right. Because I ran like $10 in ads like a month or two ago. And I was pretty sure we had paid it already. So I'm, I'm still out with my son. But I, I text her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get home. I'm going to look at this. And we'll figure this out. Get some rest. Not worried. And before I got home, they had hit me for another 25 bucks. And now, <laughs> just like you're going like, oh, it's clear what's going on, right? You're a smart person. I'm a relatively smart person, too. And I went, oh, it's clear what's going on. Sure enough, my CodeWrite Play business page was still up and fully operational on Facebook, despite my account being shut down. A mysterious video of some shitty camera had been uploaded. Some product that was trying to be sold had been uploaded to my page. I had never seen it before. And some douchebag was running ads against it on my credit card. And I was locked out, so I couldn't stop it. Obviously, I called immediately to dispute those charges with my credit card company. They're like, okay, we can freeze it, but if there's any possibility they're going to hit this again, we have to cancel the card. And I said, well, that's just, 
That's just great. Let's do that. So we canceled our credit cards because <laughs> my wife and I each had one on that account. And indeed, <laughs> the Facebook ad service did, in fact, try to charge that card again soon after for even more money. It would have been like 100 bucks that time or something. I, I don't have that exact number in front of me, but it was more than the 25 that had already gone through twice. So the ad stopped soon after I canceled the card, but then that video stayed up. So they, the way it works is like you can upload a video of something to Facebook and then you can create an ad that uses that video. The ads were shut down, but that video was still there, which is obviously confusing to anyone who thinks it's still me. And I was pretty sure that that person was still in control of my page. So I tried to update my tweet thread by, and by this point, it's like completely out of control. So I mean, like thousands of likes, thousands of reshares, retweets. There is rampant speculation at this point about what I must have done to get banned, <laughs> which sucks. And I basically gave up for the night. Like there was nobody to talk to at Facebook. Here are the things I tried, just to, at this point, here are the things I tried with Facebook. I know someone, I know a couple of people, and I'm not going to drop any names or throw anybody under the bus, because everybody would like to help in that situation, and nobody really can. So I knew somebody at Oculus who I was able to chat with a little bit. I know somebody who I used to work with, who went to work directly for Facebook in, in advertising, ironically. I talked to several people. I will say one person gave me one email address to try in the direst of circumstances. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about it strictly because for one thing, it didn't work. <laughs> um, it, it was, it was kind of a hail Mary uh, attempt and never turned into anything. And that, that person did more than they could have been expected to on my behalf. You know, they, I'm not asking anyone to stick their neck out with their employer when their employer is Facebook. That's between them and Jesus. There is a Facebook payments terms of service page that has a customer service number in it. And I thought, okay, I need any number I can call to talk to somebody. That's fine. And if you call that number, it tells you to go to facebook.com slash help with which yes, no shit. And then it hangs up on you. So the, the customer service <laughs> number, which I'm guessing they needed to have for legal reasons in their terms of service actually doesn't do anything it tells you go look at facebook.com slash help goodbye and it it literally hangs up on you so facebook.com slash help is this robust set of articles for different situations and every single one of them applies to people who can still get into their account there is one link for people who have been disabled but who have not had their appeal rejected yet if you have had your appeal rejected, there is literally nothing for you on the Facebook help pages. And that's the situation I was in. So that left me with literally zero things to try. So with that said, okay, whatever, I went to bed and I thought I'll just deal with this the next day. I will say that during the days that passed during this situation, my birthday came and went and I was completely separated from my friends and family and none of them told me happy birthday. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man, but I thought it was a funny detail for this story, just because it sucked. So, anyway, <laughs> I spent a decent amount of the next morning writing up the whole experience for Code Write Play. Because it's what I do, I'm a writer, I gather thoughts, I research things, I add information, and I try to present them 
in a way that will help other people decide for themselves what to do in this crazy world, right? So that's the whole point. And I'll, uh, of course, link this in the show notes unless I forget and then remind me and then I'll link it. <laughs> the dialogue's out of control. I have more information. I thought maybe I can put together a post and, I don't know, maybe clear up my good name a little bit if I have one at all. So in the article, I laid out this theory that I believed somehow, and I didn't speculate on the method because I may never find out, but somehow I believed that someone exploited my account, took it over, and then from there, I believed they added themselves as an administrator to my business page so that they could start an ad campaign using my payment information. And then to prevent me from stopping that, they did something to my account to get me banned. I felt like that was a pretty reasonable theory. And if for some reason I had that ability and decided I want to scam people, that's how I would go about that, right? So <laughs> got to think like the attacker, right? I laid that out. Not from a position like I know this is what happened, because I definitely did not. I was very clear about the things I did and did not know. I knew I had 2FA set up. I did. Well through this process, I still had that asking me to enter codes if I uh, tried to log in from a new browser, like well into the ban. 2FA was still on. So I'm just telling you, people who are, you couldn't have possibly had 2FA on. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. So it was on. But, I, you know, I don't know what the attack looked like. I don't know what the actual exploit was. There are many things I didn't know. But I laid out the entire story just like I'm laying it out now in this article. And then the article spread like wildfire, just like the tweets did. And that still hasn't completely stopped. Many, many people reshared this on Twitter. And I don't even just mean retweeted. I mean, they like shared it directly from the website, which nobody ever does. You People never actually use that button like share this to twitter that's exactly what they did i mean if you search for the title of that article it's you'll be scrolling for a while it, it was pretty crazy i've never had anything take off quite like that enjoy basketball soccer and all your favorite sports like never before at bet mgm sign up using bonus code capital and your first wager is risk-free up to one thousand dollars plus when you register with bet mgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options player props and daily boosted odds specials download the bet mgm app today or go to betmgm.com and enter bonus code capital and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to 
$1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, If you know anything about content management systems, frequently you can see where your web traffic is coming from. So for a while I fell into kind of a bad place of like following this around the web to places it was being discussed, like message boards and stuff. That's a mistake. You don't want to do that. (laughs) So um, I want to be fair. Some of the discussions that were being had were like very fair and very sensible There were places that were very security focused and the people who were legit experts on this stuff, I felt like their feedback was smart, fair. They were, they were more interested in figuring out like what could have happened, you know, what, what should Facebook have done in response? What should the user have done in response? How could this be avoided in the future? Like they were willing to explore the possibility that I'm not full of shit. And then like those middle of the road message boards were that were like kind of focused on something else. And they just were people who like, like to think they're very good at security. This guy's a liar. This is impossible. I'm sorry. I didn't know anything was foolproof on the internet. Like that's news to me. Okay. I don't, (laughs) I don't want to argue one side of an argument here in the podcast, but like, I'm proud of some of the discussions this kicked off because I think they are things people need to be aware of. But this also turned into like one of those don't read the comments situations. Some people are so fragile, they need to like flail for some reason that new information doesn't change their world, you know? Uh, we're seeing that all the time now. Look at COVID, look at like misinformation campaigns, uh, look at people getting exposed to changing science for the first time. They're like, rabidly protective of their beliefs you know in in this case it looks like well i like the quest so i need the facebook relationship to work and i did what they told me to secure my account so i need to not hear that that didn't work for someone well i'm sorry i'm here and it didn't work for me (laughs) it didn't work for someone i'm not saying i know for a fact someone sat down and directly like guessed a code or defeated my 2fa directly uh i have no idea they could have exploited the account in some other way, but for for the vast majority of all of us, like if I lock my super heavy front door with real fancy locks and you kick my window in, you defeated my door for the purposes of my conversations that I'm going to have. Some guy got around my door and came into my house. That's what this situation was like. So a large group of people who really did understand the situation and they understood the purpose of for which I wrote this stuff, they kind of jumped in the fray on my behalf, which was super touching and super nice. And uh, a lot of them logged onto Facebook and reported the ad that was up. Uh, they commented on the video. Hey, don't trust this. This page has been hacked. Uh, don't, don't take any action. Somebody put up a screenshot of the article on my page. Like I was, I was actually very touched by the things people jumped in and tried to do on my behalf. And in fact, by the next morning, the code right play page had been knocked off of off of Facebook completely. So it was taken offline and that felt like a big victory. And uh, I mean, I, I did want to back up my stuff and sort of leave on my terms. But I figured like if this is the end of the road, I'm cool with that because at least nobody is doing anything damaging under my name anymore. So 
apart from the Facebook thing at this point, I started kind of interacting with Oculus support because I also wanted to try to resolve this issue with my quest maybe never working again. Because uh, it, it occurred to me that a lot of the controversy was on the Quest 2, you would have to use a Facebook account and you couldn't use the Oculus account anymore. But the Oculus Quest 1 will let you use your Oculus account if you haven't merged them, which I did. And I think that may have had something to do with when I maybe went through registration as a as an Oculus developer so I could play around with that. I'm not 100% sure when that merge took place or why I did it. I felt like I needed to at some point and I could not seem to undo that. So my my goal here was to throw myself at the mercy of Oculus support and explain the situation, tell them I'm screwed. I had nothing to do with this. Like I'm I'm pretty sure nobody's going to help me get back into Facebook, but I said, "Would you consider unmerging my accounts so I can use my Oculus account to use my Quest 1. I know I won't be able to upgrade to the Quest 2, and I don't want to anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to develop for the Quest anymore either. But let me, like, use the Quest 1. Let me pull up, like, the 360 nature maps and stuff and show my kid. And let me, you know, have my stepmom or stepdad try Beat Saber at the next family Christmas. Like, let me do that fun VR stuff I was always supposed to be able to do. I did buy this thing. You know, a lot of the arguments people are making on Twitter are right. I bought this. This is my property. I understand the licensing part of it and how that agreement can be terminated. But I spent a bunch of money and something happened to me that wasn't my fault. Help me out. Much to my surprise, they did help me out. Uh, that day, Oculus agreed to unmerge my accounts. As we speak, I can log in to my Quest 1 with my Oculus account, and I can tell you that I will never merge those accounts again. So because they were so nice and so helpful, I said, hey, you know, do you have any advice or any insight about how to approach Facebook about this actual Facebook account? And they got back to me moments later and said, basically... Absolutely not. They, <laughs> I don't have that email in front of me in my notes, but like their stance was basically that's Facebook stuff and we have nothing to do with it. So I was surprised. I had heard Oculus was able to do that, but they're sitting here telling me no. So I said, okay, thanks for your time. Have a good day. You know, it's, the fight is not really with me and them, but they did. <laughs> Oculus did send me a survey after this happened and I did fill it out and I tried to communicate that like, I appreciate you guys help, but I am still completely unsatisfied with what took place. And <laughs> so, I mean, like I, I, you know, I didn't like tank the rating or anything, but I explained like in terms of like what I'm actually left with here, of course, I'm not satisfied with the experience I'm having this week. I get, you know, you guys are part of the same organization. You can say you're different, but you're really not. And I would have liked more help if y'all are, you know, probably not in the same building. I have no idea. But you you guys do work together. Clearly, somebody could have done something, right? So, but I let it go and I didn't expect to hear another word. So, for me, the next move was, okay, I had an account exploited. I don't know how. It is time to do a good security health check here. Like, I need to look at any new data breaches that have taken place. I need to look at passwords that should be updated, refreshed, changed, complicated a little more. 
there's never a bad time to do that. And while I didn't know if one of those things is what let me down, I thought, okay, you know, if not now, when, right? So it's, it's time to really go through the list of my accounts. So I'm going through, you know, think of how many actual accounts you have for stuff, not just for social, but for like, and not just for email, but for like, if you use my fitness pal, if you use, you know, if you've got so the Under Armour app, I, I mentioned that because that one is one that was involved in a giant data breach. So if you think about it, you've got many dozens, if not a hundred plus accounts to stuff online. If you've just been around the internet for a while, you're a certain age, you've got a load of accounts. There are very good websites. I'm going to talk about stuff to sort of revisit if you need the reminders, but I, I went through all the known recent data breaches. I listed everything and started going through them just one by one. What do I need to do here? While I was doing that, I changed my uh, couple of the Twitter passwords. And as I was logging back into the CodeWrite Play Twitter account, I noticed it had a message, not a message, but a message request. And I went, okay. And my, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, my message requests lately have not been great. I read this. What the fuck is wrong with you? That kind of thing. So, but I looked at this. It was from a name I didn't know, but it was a verified account. And this guy messaged me something to the effect of, hey, I read your article. I'm so sorry this happened. And I thought like, why are you sorry? And and it said something like, you know, if, if you can send me a couple of pieces of information, I can help you get this resolved. And I went, oh God, this is one of those bots. If you don't know, because... There is this vacuum of Facebook support. Many scammers have tried to come and fill that void by going like, if you look for mentions of like Facebook hacks, Instagram hacks on like Twitter, for example, you will see loads and loads of bot accounts responding like, I lost an account too, but I, I uh, messaged Johnny54 on Instagram and he got it back within minutes. That's a lie, of course. And that's another scam. So if you'd like to be scammed twice in the same day, you can follow that guy's advice. I was worried that's what I, <laughs> that's what I was getting messaged, uh, because one of the other messages was something like that. But I looked at this guy and it turned out executive at Facebook. And I was surprised. I had heard that this was one way people occasionally got Facebook accounts, uh, back. But I've also heard many, many times people have gotten locked out hacked or whatever, and never got their accounts back. So I wasn't, I sincerely wasn't expecting that. This guy, uh, I won't tell you who he was or what his exact role was, but I looked him up. He was legit. He had the verified account and he wasn't asking for much. He was asking like at the email tied to the account, basically. And I, I even let him know like, hey, uh, you know, once this guy came and said like, hey, I'm sorry and I'd like to help. Okay, my, my struggle is not really with you. We probably won't be best friends, but like we, you know, I'm going to speak to you with respect and see if we can cooperate and see if we can reach an understanding a little bit. So I said, yeah, hey, thanks. Uh, here's the account. Here's the info. You've seen my story now. Um, and uh, here's even the, the Oculus ticket that they just shut down and said they couldn't help. So, you know, anything is good. He said, no problem. So-and-so on, on the accounts team is going to get in touch with you. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And I thought you know, okay, fine. I, I wasn't holding my breath because I thought getting to the bottom of this me probably means we're going to look for the first time with human eyes at this automatic ban that happened and probably go, well, something offensive was uploaded to your account. 
and we're just going to ghost you now. Like, I really expected that, because it seemed clear to me, especially after my wife told me, hey, your profile picture changed. I thought, okay, they put something terrible on my account. I hope I never find out what it is. And then that was that. And they'll look at that and go, no, we're not letting that guy back on. So, okay. And really, the element of the 2FA being on probably didn't help. It probably made it look like it was me. So I was, I thought, okay, that's, that's probably that, right? So again, you know, went, went to bed another night <laughs> and, um, didn't, didn't think much of it. The next day I did start to hear from people. Um, really, I, I heard from somebody on the Facebook accounts team. And then also I heard back from Oculus support, which was funny because the, the Facebook accounts team was because of this guy who I spoke to. The Oculus accounts team, I think, was because I trashed that survey a little bit. And he was basically like, hey, we want to kind of take another look at this. <laughs> and I thought, like, why in the world are you guys telling people there's nothing you can do if you're going to come right back if they complain in the survey? I don't believe that we should live in a world where it's like, make sure you just never stop complaining. You guys are training people on how to treat you. I don't know. I guess I guess maybe enough people just go away at that point that they just give up their accounts. That's not right just because it helps your numbers and keeps your day a little bit shorter. That's a terrible way to do business. But okay, so they both came back to me. I sent both of them everything I was asked for because at this point I thought I've already started talking about this. I owe it to people to let them know what the actual process turned out to be. So... I gave them all the info they needed and I stopped hearing back again and I thought, okay, that's probably it again. And I, you know, at this point I'm starting to go about my business. I muted the threads. I was sick of hearing from like, you, know, you shouldn't trust Facebook or, you know, I don't believe you. So I muted everything and just started living my life again. Like, fine, I guess I'm off Facebook. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll <laughs> contact my extended family some other way. Great. So went to bed and hung it up for another night. And lo and behold, the next morning, I woke up to a couple of those famous Facebook recovery emails of legend. So I had to change passwords, review likes, review posts, review recent friends. That MFR who hacked the account was suddenly on my friends list. Yeah. Yeah. That that face <laughs> that face popped back up that that weird account that tried to friend me that one night suddenly was on my list. And I thought, okay, had to look at my contact information, but now I know I've been hacked, right? Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, 
moments later, I'm actually staring at the inside of my Facebook account again, which I thought I would never see again. For all I knew, everything was deleted, everything was gone. And it looked like everything had been added that day. So maybe it all was deleted, which is interesting. So my profile picture and header photos were gone, which seemed to confirm my wife's uh, understanding of the events. And I was like, I was still very uncomfortable because I thought, you know, I'm going to take the wrong turn and I'm going to see something that was uploaded or something, or like maybe something had gotten left behind. I was still super creeped out by this because it was very, it was very weird. And as I started to like flip around different pages and stuff, I saw this banner pop up that was warning me. Like it said, Hey, uh, you can't, what were the things you can't go live for 30 days and you can't run ads or something. It was, it was two things for 30 days because of content that appeared on your page. And I, I tapped on one of these things for more information I didn't think I was going to see what was uploaded, but it did show me what was uploaded. And I even like reflect reflexively looked away because I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see whatever it is. I don't want it to be on my phone. But you know what it was? It was literally ISIS propaganda. Weird as hell. This is so weird. The The person to get me banned had uploaded like literal pictures of ISIS, like promotional photos that the actual terrorist group took. And made that my, I think what they did was they made that my profile picture and made the actual ISIS flag my header photo. So if anybody was up in the middle of the night, that's what they saw on my account. And I mean, <laughs> and I was worried it was something worse than that. Like, I don't want to make the joke like I've never been so happy to see ISIS, but Jesus Christ, like... That was the situation, and I saw what they had uploaded, and the situation was that Facebook had had to go way out of their way recently to ban terrorism propaganda, stuff like that. So they, I guess, I guess they set up all these automated scanners that anytime something like that is uploaded, I saw, I saw a statement somewhere that they had said like 99% of that propaganda is removed before it's ever flagged by users. So they're saying they're pulling it down automatically, super fast. Okay, fine. But as soon as hackers figured that out, they realized they had a real simple kill switch for any Facebook account, which is exactly what they did to me. So step by step, I discovered that every single piece of what I suspected and what I laid out in that article is exactly what took place. I could see the video that had been uploaded to my page, I saw the ad that had been reported. I saw the boost charges. So like the advertising charges that were bounced off my credit card after it was canceled. And finally, I saw that weird little face who had added itself to my account had joined my page as an admin. Same, same account that had requested me the night of the 19th, probably hoped I wouldn't pay attention and that I would accept so I don't know, maybe so it would look better when they took over my page, like it would have some credibility, but I didn't do it and it didn't matter. Like he still got in. So I, I even had to remove that admin account from my page after they let me back in. It was still on there. So, I mean, like I was stunned by all this. It was super weird and it was orchestrated like super swiftly. I mean, it, like it was a well-coordinated, well-executed attack. I mean, I, I don't think there was any stopping this. So I started to research that. And if you do Google searches like involving like Facebook, business hack, ISIS, uh, you can find 
multiple cases of this exact thing happening, and it goes back like more than a year now. There was uh, there was one situation where this resulted in a lawsuit being filed against Facebook because there was a lady who said she was doing like a thousand dollars in business per day through her Facebook business page. So she had no hesitation after about the third week of Facebook not answering her. Uh, she was ready to, to hire a lawyer, and that's what she did. And they actually served papers on Facebook. And the lawyer freely admitted to the press, all we want is for them to give customer service to my client. And and the incredible thing here is that this seems to indicate Facebook knows exactly what this hack is. They know what it means when somebody's profile suddenly changes to something terrorism related. They know what it means when they have to ban somebody for that reason and immediately somebody takes over their business page and runs a weird ad that doesn't match anything they've ever done before. And they let these scam ads run and they don't help the person who got locked out. I'm sorry, that's a bad, bad, bad look for Facebook. That looks really bad. And I laid that out in the article. I said, I have a hard time believing that they don't recognize this pattern and that they can't disrupt this before there's an ad that they can bill for until a card gets canceled. It's absolutely fraud. I have a hard time believing Facebook can't step in a little faster on that process. I mean, Facebook is running a huge platform. That's true. And they're solving new problems all the time at massive scale. I've covered this as a journalist before. I've listened to their people give presentations at conferences about solving problems at scale, solving this at scale, implementing that at scale. I get it. But this is not a new problem for them. And for example, like when I needed to dispute fraud charges with my credit card company, I was on the phone maybe seven minutes total. They're a, they're a huge company too. And they have very technical problems, too, and they're getting attacked all day, too. It's not really acceptable in this modern world to say, we're too big, we can't give support. We can't help you when something happens to you. Now, the other side of that coin, I want to say, once you're in contact with them, everybody's really nice. They're very helpful. They're very thorough. I did still have to remove that dude's account from my page, but my page was unpublished, so it was safe. But it's it's still a very anxious process because you feel like they could just drop off again at any moment and ghost you again. But they never did. They they helped me solve the problem. They got me back in. So I'm not saying I'm going to hang out on Facebook. <laughs> like, I'm definitely not going to do business again with Facebook. But I get to leave on my terms. I get to save, like, status updates I made when my kid was born. Stuff like that. Things I put up before my wedding. I've been on Facebook a long time. You know, there was a time when we didn't all worry that Facebook was going to be capable of very bad things, you know, objectively unethical and like bad things. We didn't always have these concerns. So this has changed and everybody's deciding for themselves how to handle this. Um, you know, one one friend who does support Facebook quite a bit is uh, my buddy Ryan Ingle, who I interviewed in the book, who I said that quote and made myself look, look foolish in front of. But um he he very kindly checked in on me, even though this is kind of against his stance that like Facebook is not out of its own control and, and all that. He was still very interested. He's like, hey, did you get your account back? Is everything OK? And I said, yeah. Um, and I, I sent him one of the articles I researched. I said it actually it was a targeted attack and it exactly followed this pattern. I can show you right here. And I sent him one of the articles and he goes, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. He goes. People talk about this and these bad bans all the time and stuff. He goes, but not that many people get banned that way. And he said, 
all the ones I know who've had a bad ban, they have gotten back within a couple of days. Well, I want to be fair, but I, I will only give that partial credit because I have also found indications that some people indeed got kicked out. They figured out a way, you know, a lot of them had a platform. I had enough of a platform that it was able to launch something that kind of took off on its own. I don't have the platform to support what happened here. Half a million, almost half a million people saw the tweets. That's like a hundred times the reach I actually have. Um, but still, <laughs> there's no way I forced Facebook's hand. And I was very clear when I, when I talked to them, I said, look, I know you didn't have to do this for me. So I want to be respectful and I want to, you know, let you know that I recognize that and I appreciate it because I feel like this is the right thing and I appreciate that you did the right thing for somebody. Great, fine. But he, you know, Ryan said like, these guys always make it back in. It's not really true. A lot of people, if you look at, if you search Twitter for like Facebook hacked, you hear from people who are like, I loved Facebook and I haven't been on it in three years because my account got hacked, I got kicked out in the night and I couldn't get it back. And there are even more accounts that are like, I said something derogatory towards like, I made a joke about like all men think the following or something like that. And somebody decided they didn't like that and reported it. And sometimes somebody gets booted for that. Does Facebook have a right to kick people off? Hell yes, they do. Should they be able to brick your VR headset over it? I don't really think so. It, it's almost one cook and too many broths in the kitchen at that point, right? It's it's a very strange thing. But like what you do on Facebook really shouldn't necessarily inflict itself on your VR use. And I don't know that that is the hand we want on the wheel. Again, I had somebody reach out. Yes, the tweets were viral. Yes, the article had spread far and wide. But Facebook did not have to do anything. You know, I... Somebody told me like, well, you need to threaten a lawsuit. I am never going to sue Facebook for anything. That's not ever going to happen. I said they do have an arbitration clause. And if you know about the arbitration process, it does not require a lawyer. So you can go in and state your case to an arbitrator. Both sides are legally bound by whatever happens there. And I said, would I kick off arbitration to get my page shut down that somebody took over and they're still in charge of? Yeah, I probably would. And I believe that, especially now. They're probably doing arbitration over Zoom right now. I don't know that. That's my guess. Like, it probably wouldn't have been a huge deal for me. So I, I was adamant about getting that page pulled down. Has this changed my opinion of Facebook? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. I didn't have a super positive opinion about Facebook previously, but I was somewhat neutral. And now, you know, I, I want to think about this in terms of how it affects developers and like, Here's where we get into why you should actually care about any of this. If you're listening, you might make content, you might run a studio, you might be a solo developer, you might do some other form of business with Facebook or with Oculus, and you have real risks to consider. I am not a security genius, clearly, but I'm also, I'm also not helpless. You know, I went to a tech school, I have a, a degree, I wasn't born yesterday, but somebody blew through all the roadblocks and did what they wanted to my account like... He knew exactly where to hit, how to lock me out. And, you know, that experience, I mean, like I've done ads and boosts on Facebook off and on for years. Like I said, the results were not worth it. So, I mean, like I personally don't believe I would ever try any form of advertising again with Facebook. I would not put the Code Right Play page back up because what I'm learning as I researched all this is that hackers target 
those business pages because the majority of them have payment information set up, especially anybody you've seen run an ad. Then you know that account has payment info saved, and that's a giant bullseye for them. So you would have to be making a good bit of money to make it worth, you know, having these kind of exploits looming over you. Now that you've heard my story, I don't think I would put myself in that situation again. I will say this in, in total honesty. No one ever told me, like, here's how the hacker got in. Now, of course, they, they're under no obligation to tell me, like, what specifically happened. But they also didn't point out any specific piece of, you know, personally identifiable information like my email address, uh, the method that I was using to do authentication. They didn't point to any one of those things and go, you need to make sure you change this thing. They didn't require that. You know, so like, while I don't necessarily think they were going to walk me through this and go, here's exactly what happened step by step. I don't think they would let me back in with something they knew was vulnerable or they knew had been compromised. They just knew my account had been accessed. You know, maybe that means something, maybe it doesn't. But from my perspective, that business and advertising system is not necessarily safe or at least as safe as you think it is, in my opinion and in my experience. If you're a Quest enthusiast or a registered VR developer on the Oculus side, beyond the Quest 1, you do have to have a Facebook account and you have to keep it in good standing. So that's one of your takeaways. You've got to have your shit on lockdown. Don't come with a weak password. Use 2FA. Use a good password. Pay attention to data breaches you hear about that maybe your email might have been involved in. Think of it this way. If that email account goes out in some other data breach, and your passwords are even similar. This is something that I hear about a lot, is that people will use passwords that are not the same, but they're so similar you can figure them out. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is a, a day and age where you have awesome password generators, where you just tap a button and you've got a brilliant uh, maximum security password and, you know, usually a place to store it. Consider that. So, uh, but then you've got to keep that account secure also. Do not reuse passwords. Don't use Google and Facebook accounts to log into other stuff all over the web. You can do all these steps. You still depend on Facebook to hold up their end of the deal in terms of security, keeping their accounts reasonably secure. Because if something goes wrong, you are going to have a terrible, terrible time. <laughs> it's going to be painful. And, you know, you're going to depend on things like, I recommend if you have this problem, you go straight to Oculus support. And don't, don't let them off the hook until they help you get back in. They'll have to pass you off to Facebook, but I'm here to tell you they have that capability. I don't mind saying that. These are companies that need to be doing better. And you know what? The person I spoke with at Facebook said that too. They said this is a problem. I'm sorry about the bad experience. We are working on making this better. Now, you say, of course, what was he going to say? I feel like I heard truth in that. I feel like they know what's going on. Like, we know they know what's going on, right? They've been served with court papers over this exact, exact thing, and here it happened to me a year later. So I'll be the first one to say they haven't come far enough. It's not good enough. If this is still happening to people a year later, there are very basic things they could do to disrupt this. So, okay, you have heard the Facebook hack story at this point. You know what? At the end of every single episode of this podcast for like four years now, I think this is the fourth year or are we starting the fifth? I don't know and I don't care right now. I asked for feedback all the time. I don't really want it about this. I'll be the first to say like, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I want to let this be it. 
If you were curious and you stayed, thank you. I will be moving on from here. I will be muting threads. Like, I am not going to continue. I'm not going to make any more content about this. I am going to write up links to the post in the newsletter this weekend. The newsletter is going to be making a bit of a comeback. Twitter has put in a nice uh, feature where you can feature your newsletter on your Twitter profile. They're in the process of rolling that out. I think it's on Android and the web and it's not on iOS yet, but it will be. You'll start seeing newsletters like mine on our, on the writer's uh, Twitter profile. So if you haven't subbed up to that yet, you can. And uh, I'm going to be talking to somebody I'm really excited about in what? Today's what? Wednesday when I'm recording? Uh, Friday, I'll be talking to somebody about a cool new book that they wrote. And we're just going to get back into the game dev flow. So <laughs> that was the whole point. I wanted to get out of this detour and get back to work, and I get to, I hope you'll join me. Let's move on. Take these lessons and run with them. Uh, decide the ethical stuff for yourself. Decide who to support, who not to support. Try to understand the people who come up with other opinions, and try to understand the people who are taking their time to keep you informed. The people who do this stuff so that they know what's going on so you don't have to guess. Try to cut those people some slack. I will talk to you guys soon. If you enjoy the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, I would love if you would subscribe on the podcast platform of your choosing. We have show notes available at CodeWritePlay.com. My book, Inside Video Game Creation, is available now at Amazon in ebook, paperback, and hardcover formats. We are available on Twitter at GameDevPod, at CodeWritePlay, and me, Todd Mitchell, at MechaToddZilla with 1D and 2Ls. Love to hear from you about anything that's on your mind. Please don't hesitate. Get out there and do something you're proud of this week, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>